So someone on Twitter was doing one of those unpopular opinion common writer threads. I mentioned that I was enjoying Zio more than Kuga, and it got a lot more engagement whoa, than I expected. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I feel like you're wrong, but you're entitled to your opinion. Well, no, I just, I just, I'm like, what do you want for your birthday? Let's start the episode. Okay, so yeah. Uh, okay, so hey everybody and welcome to, no wait, Garrett does the lead in, Garrett. Yeah, I, I, I was just gonna let you go, honestly, I'm just like, this is, this is new, but. No, no, you do it, it's fine. Okay. Tradition is important. Hello and welcome to Journey Through Decacast, a Comrade retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I am Shin Garrett. I'm Evan. And I'm Chris. And this is Cast 10, where we're talking about Kuga 33 through 36. I didn't have yes. it up, but I remembered. Good job. Nailed it. Yep. And stuff happens. These middle episodes yeah. are awesome. Yeah, yeah this we... was a pretty intense set of episodes. I the other two are episode. just okay, but the middle part is dope. It's like the it's, it feels like the <laughs> setup is finally done, and we are fully within. We're we're fully within like Act Two right now. I, I'm pretty into the lady who melts people. Like, oh, she's great. Oh man, yeah. she is awesome. Only problem is that because also, of that recap episode, we get another cliffhanger yeah. here at the end. We don't get like nice, concise two-part episodes now because no. fucking recaps. Damn recap episode! All right, so we gotta talk about bikes. We gotta talk about bikes first. In oh episode man, thirty-three. Who doesn't love more bike tricks? You do you like bikes? <laughs> do you like BMX? Well, I hope you like bikes. Bikes are okay. Yeah, bikes are bikes are fine. I, this is I... episode thirty-three. Cooperation. Wait, it opens with, with the police. They the police decide to fully support Kuga at the end of this episode. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah, that happens kind of. Uh, we open with Bada charging at Kuga on the tri chaser, where Kuga dodges, and he gets charged at again. Except the tri chaser's engine blows. <laughs> yeah, the tri chaser's like, nope, I'm out. It's, it it <laughs> gives up the ghost, and it's dead. Tri chaser's done. Yep, and Bada's like, uh, I guess I won't kill you now. It'll this be is... cooler if I kill you last. I'd be so fucking cool. If I, if, you, if I make you the last death, that's gonna be so much better. Then everyone will have to acknowledge how cool I am. I already was acknowledging how cool he was. Well, apparently the Garonki have very high standards. When did Godai get that pendant that has the Kuga emblem I on it? I also question that. Are you reading my notes that I didn't link to you? <laughs> no, but... It's like I he puts the Kuga emblem on everything. I knew he was going to do it cuz he was kind of doing it already, but it's on everything. After he 
after he detransforms, I was definitely wondering, like, uh, dude, do you really want to put your hand right over that engine that just yeah. overheated exhaust port? That but, uh, overheated and exploded a little bit? He has Godai powers. Yeah, I, I guess he can just not get burned, so good job. Good job, Godai. And, uh, we go into our intro, and the intro has changed. We get new lyrics and a bit of a different beat. I mean, yep. it's... It's still Common Rider Kuga, sung by the same guy, but it sounds just it, like yeah. a different verse. They're, they're yeah. singing the second verse of the song now. I don't... I hate it. <laughs> I feel like it's a strong word. That, that is a much stronger emotion than I have experienced. I, I didn't like it at the beginning, because it's... It, I didn't expect the change. And it doesn't... Like, the, the lyrics don't have the same punch and impact. The more I'm listening to it... I've listened to it, like, now five or six times. Because... You watch the intro with Kuga. This is what I do. And with the words that they're using, it doesn't have the same impact to me. Yeah, like the cadence is different. The more I listen to it, the less I like it. I mean, it's still got the parts in English that I can yell out, so I'm still yeah, okay with it. It still has no fear, no pain. Chohenshin, Kamen Rider Kuga. Yeah, right. but I just kind of... I don't know. Hate's probably a strong word for it. I just... I don't want to listen to the intro anymore, and that kind of makes me a bit sad. Yeah, I, I think the first verse was probably better. You're probably I right agree about with that, this. but I don't have super strong feelings about it. You know. Yeah, that's fair. We come back from the intro, and uh, Ichijo is calling Sugita. Or no, Sugita's calling Ichijo. Man, Sugita's so good in these side of episodes. Sugita is real good. He gets a lot of play. Um, he is calling and informing Ichijo that the Tri Chaser's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> like the engine melted. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Right. It's been given back to the police for repairs, but man, we could really use that beat chaser. But we can't use it because the the higher ups don't want to give it to us. Is this where it then cuts the Anakita being cute? Mm. But like cute in like the. Like, I'm playing this up so I don't have to give in to your demands. No, th just that's a little bit later. Because after Ichijo and Godai's conversation finishes, we go back to the Metropolitan HQ, where the chief is talking to basically the collection of the higher, all the police officers. Leadership of the police. Right, right. And we get, a, we get at least two different uh, speeches that are given to convince people that we don't hear. In this episode. Yeah. I, yeah, I was going to bring this up, too, because um, I've mentioned on this podcast, I think Shin Godzilla is amazing. It's my favorite movie on Japanese politics. And I really would love, love this episode to be about Japanese politics as well. Yeah, it's I, I want to sit there in the room while they have that conversation about, okay, but we really need to give Kuga this bike. But we, we're not going to give Kuga that bike. He blew up a city block. <laughs> we can't do shit. <sighs> yeah. But no one died. No, nobody died. A lot of people were hurt, but nobody died. But we don't get to see that conversation because we cut back to Bada chasing another guy on a bike. Yeah. Another oh, kill. Oh, yeah. This is, the one where he, is this the one where he runs through the fucking shack that the dude hides yeah. in? Yeah. The guy, like, crashes and runs off his bike and makes a half-hearted attempt to climb over a barricade that's in an alleyway and then decides, I'm going to hide in this shack that's nearby. Yeah, and then Bada just killing is getting like more gruesome. It's like these set of episodes are some of the most violent, I think. Yes, 
Oh yeah, and doesn't he he slides over like the second to last stone? So, like the implication is the guy's gonna go after Kuga now. Yeah, yeah they're all getting like they're all getting like super close in these in these next uh, games. These mm-hmm. windows. Yeah, yeah. It's but again, the the uh, Garongi never decide like I'll just kill Kuga when he's vulnerable. They're always no. like, let's give him a chance to get ready for it so he can own us in the face. The yeah. the Garongi are a very honorable race, you know. They have games <laughs> yeah, and rules, except for Chris. all of the random in- mm-hmm. murder of innocents. Well, that's why they're not go because they suck. And yes, then we get the episode of Enokita acting cutesy and like, oh, I can't. Man, I just can't find this thing. Where is it? Oh, I know it's here somewhere. I don't know. It's so weird. It's very obvious she's forcefully taking time, taking up time. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's really good. I really like it. Because she gives it, she finally finds it and gives it to him. They're like, all right, cool. We can leave. And they turn around to leave. And they're like, and and Akiti's response is, well, that's not all you need to turn it on. You need his birthday. They're like, what? Whose birthday? Number four's birthday. I, and Ichijo I, just happens to show up. Yeah, I feel like maybe, just maybe, it would have been a, nice for her to use maybe her, you know, her son's birthday. I, I think she was lying. I don't think there's a secret code to activate the BTC. No, wait, there is. I, it's that just, just the changes se- the color. Yeah, I think it's yeah. just a secret code to change the color. But yes, it's supposed to be Yosuke or Yosuke, Yusuke's birthday. But no, Ichijo no. shows number up. Number four's and yes, number four's birthday. Well, no. Now we have to think about this. Is it Godai Yusuke's birthday? Is it the birthday of when they first saw number four, or is it the one where they first saw number th- two, who is also number four? I don't know. It's an interesting thought. Yeah, it doesn't matter, but... No, it doesn't really matter. Um, But then, yes, Ichijo shows up and is like, Hi, I'm from the Joint Task Force, and I'd like to talk to you and give you this very, very serious, intense discussion that's going to last for probably 15 to 20 minutes, and the viewers will see none of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do like in... um, We're going to quote it in the next episode, though. Yeah. Yeah, and like a, I think it's the next episode or the episode after, Anakita brings it up and she's like, man, I haven't seen Ichijo being that hot-blooded in forever. It was pretty great. I'm like, man, I wish I, wish I would have saw it. That would have been cool. Yeah, it, it seems like a strange choice. Well, I mean, Kuga's a show about karate bugmen. We can't be about Japanese politics. Yeah, we got to focus on the punches and the fighting. Honor and friendship. There's, there's yeah. not even that much punching and fighting in Kuga, too. No, there's so. really not. It's more like one or two. We get, yeah. The fights are usually pretty short. It's punch, punch, kick, 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 kick. Special attack. Enemy's dead. Kuga is like very J drama with a side of punching. It is. It's kind of great. I uh, trust me. Like I, I say that from a place of love. Yeah. <laughs> and our next scene is uh, Sugita and Godai tra- uh, th- traveling through Kanagawa in a cop car. And they're trying to figure out, like, okay, so the tri chaser or the, the the beat chaser, the tri chaser is shot to shit. We don't have access to the beat chaser. How are we going to chase down this guy? 
Oh yeah, they're just workshopping this plan in the car. It's real good. I love that they're just casually discussing. Like Goda is just casually talking about, like, okay, so so I can turn into green form. I can go super. And he's just laying it out all on the table. He's like, but if I go super, and I can't transform for two hours, maybe I can just hang off the top of Gorum and shoot him in green form. That I should do work, that. Right? Gorum, Gorum will go slower. Yeah, I won't be able to catch up. But uh, then Sasayama calls, and she's like, hey, there's been more kills. Uh, number 41 is up to... Or is he 41? I don't remember. Uh, Yeah, whatever number. He's killed like 90 people at this point. Yeah, he's up to 97 people. It really feels like the death toll for each Garangi has gone up. Although, like, I'm trying to think of how many... Before we got to the second set of go, what was the most they what was the highest number that they'd killed? I don't remember. I want to say uh, like fifty six was a number. Yeah, they've been they've been killing in the high like near a hundred people a couple times, I think. Hmm. I don't know. But uh Sasayama explains that he is moving between uh, Yokosuka to Miyukihama. And they're basically like, hey, we need to get to Zushi Shore, which is a landmark on, I think, the northern shore. Oh, this is the part where area. they show the, that, that early 2000s GPS in the car. Yeah, they have early GPS in the car. It's like, hey, we're going to go here and set up blockades here to try and... Poor Sakurai, man. He, he is just having, like... Every day is a bad day for him. <laughs> oh, there's some really bad green screening in this uh, next sequence with uh, Gobata. Oh, yeah, there is. Oh, yes, there is. So we go to where the police have been setting up the barricade. And it's uh, Sakurai and a bunch of other cops. And they all have very high-powered rifles with special bullets. Yeah, I think they're those those new guns that people were they're, talking about. They're certain they're going to do something this week. They are going to actually... It, they do. Yeah, they, they actually they do, actually. Later. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they help a little. Um, But they all line up behind a barricade, and they're like, okay, we gotta wait. Because he's going to come this way. But Sakurai gets a call from a cop on a bike who's like, hey, hey, I was taunting him. And now he's following me, so I'm gonna bring him to you. So I've I've got the unidentified life form. Okay, guys, make sure make sure make sure you make sure I don't die. I'm pretty really sure he's gonna kill that. me. So if you could help with that, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, and, th- and then there's some terrible green screen of seeing Bada swap into his bug form. Yeah, they're sure while riding bad his bike. Green screen. It's it reminds me of early American like early '40s American movie green screening. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah, but uh, the, not good. the guy on the bike is even like, oh, please, please save me, and doesn't. It's, it's, it's I keep wanting to call him Sugita. Sakurai is, is, we get to see Sakurai's shocked face when we see Bada attack and kill the uh, motorcycle cop. Yeah, it doesn't go and well. presumably Bada gets away, because we yep. don't really see it. Because then, like, we just, uh, Sugita and Godai show up, and then Godai, like, commandeers, he's like, I'm gonna borrow that bike, is that okay? 
Well, we cut back to the police, uh, the chief of police, or chief of Tokyo police, talking to the up higher-ups, and we get a short little bit of his speech. Oh, yeah. Where he's like, he's talking about, we got to ensure the safety of our citizens, and um, what's been working so far? <laughs> good good strategy. It's like, it, have we been having, like, if if we make mistakes and, you know, stop, he doesn't say it explicitly, but he basically infers if we stop helping Kuga, we're all fucked. It, it would be really funny if uh, they like put up a scoreboard and we're like, number of times we have beaten a Gurumi <laughs> on our own. Number of times that Kuga did it. Yes. So I well, think it's like 1 and 40. <laughs> pretty much. But yes, then Sugita and Godai show up at the blockade where we get to hear Sakurai be very... Sad and upset because he blames himself for the motorcycle cop dying. Because, like, if, he, if I'd only been faster, which doesn't. I see why he blames himself, but he's wrong. Right. <laughs> like, very blatantly wrong. And then he just gets to watch Kuga take this police bike and Sugita hands him his gun. Yeah, I love that as, as of this moment, um,. Sakurai is not aware that Godai is Kuga. So he just sees Godai show up, yes, take Sugita's gun and a police bike, and Sugita's like, yeah, no, you can take it. <laughs> and Sakurai has this look on his face of, what? <laughs> He's like, is th- was that, was that? Yes, it was. <laughs> it's real good. I love it. Yeah. It's like everybody's finding out who Kuga is now. Except owner. Owner will never know. He's the one person he doesn't know. And then oh. there's like this this fight scene in air quotes of of Godai doing his plan of hanging on to Bugbot and trying to shoot. Did, did you think Green boy. Form was cool previously? No, Green Form sucks. It's the worst. <laughs> yeah. No, it's... I think Blue Form's the worst actually. Yeah, I no, I, I just meant in terms of this scene. Yeah, it, green form is not done justice. Yeah, he's been amazingly awesome in previous instances where he turned green, and this time he just like misses, and then is like, oh, I guess he got away. Yeah, we get we get the fun bit of the, the police bike is very obviously not able to catch up to Bada's bike, and so yeah, he hangs off of Gorum and tries to shoot him with green form in super green in in uh, rising pegasus and it's the bullets do they do nothing right yeah i mean the guy I mean, they miss. Around the bullets miss he he misses a couple i think he like clips him one time but it doesn't really do much but then yeah bada just z- speeds up and zooms off and they can't he's just like nah and drop off and give up yeah pretty much we go back to the research institute, where we have a very intense stare down. Yeah, going on, because uh, Ichigo Ichijo has just finished his passionate speech uh-huh. that we didn't hear He's any. Apparently, of. just made an extremely good argument for why these people yeah. ignore their orders. Yeah, because the other guys like, well, I too have to also believe that we need to do the right thing to protect people. Nope. And he walks away, leaving the case. And he very obviously sets a case on the table in the room and leaves. It's great. 
I want to know what Ichijo said. I so bad want to see that conversation. It's, yeah, real bad. I, I I get why they didn't show it so that they didn't have to write it. But <laughs> I want to see it, though. Yeah, real bad. It was the most inspiring thing ever. Women wept. A bald eagle landed on a nearby plank of wood and was, like, dramatically screed. I just, I, it's a trick that can be used in, like, in tabletop games where you're playing a character that's more charismatic or more intelligent than you. But it's just, come on, man. Oh, I mean, this episode also does bless us with the scene of Ichijo riding a motorcycle. Yeah, it's pretty great. Because he's just, like, in his suit. It's so good. It, it, it just takes the handle and walks off. Yeah. It's great. And then we go to the Grongi, who I don't know where they are. <laughs> They're somewhere. They're in, like, They're like the, in, the black area. They're in a black area, and each of them are highlighted with a kind of spotlight. Yeah, they're in the void. None of them say anything. Yeah. And then Bada shows up and is acting super cocky. Yeah, he's like, I, I fucking got this. He's like, yeah, he's, like, we don't still don't have the translation for Garangi on, but the implication that comes after is, yeah, Kuga can't do shit to me. The final way is mine. It, later on, I think it's in the last episode we watched, one dude lays it out in English. He's like, yeah, if I if I win this game, I get to be in the final game. So they're gaming yeah. to be in the final game. That's so weird. Games. You know, it just struck me. I don't think the Rose Woman says anything in these sets of episodes. No way she does. No, she- I, she mostly just stands there and looks dramatic. Yeah, or she's in Most like the time. green tint forest or red tint forest or cave. I think she, I think she says something when, or she speaks to something when she's in Nagano. Later, but I'm not sure. Other than that, oh well. Okay, so next we go back to Sakurai, who him and the other cops are determining where the 441 is going to be next. Yep, they're setting up a plan. And we got to get there fast so that we can succeed. And they're told that we they need to lure it towards Mr. Sagita. Because they can't tell everybody that, hey, yo, we got Kuga's with us. Mm-hmm. But he's with Sugita, so we can lure him towards Sugita. And then he gets a call from Ichijo, which, again, we don't hear. A lot of conversations, important conversations that we don't hear. And then we have a nice long scene of Sugita and Godai becoming buds. We get a lot of character development for Sugita, and it's just, it's real good. I really like it. Yeah. Yeah, Sugita's really good in these sets of episodes. I, I, I like him a lot more as a character now. You get a lot more interest information about, uh, he's got a daughter, too, along with the son, who is a piano or player i think was what it was yes yeah and sugita apologizes for the police pointing their guns at godai i'm sorry for pointing my gun at you thanks for saving my life yeah but i was just like oh i was bulletproof anyway it's fine man (laughs) yeah pretty much he's like i don't 
I, I, I don't I don't understand what's going on anymore. What made you help us? It's the same reason you guys are fighting is a great line. It's very much as, hey, I'm just doing it for the same reason the cops are doing it. I just want to protect the people. Protect their smile. <laughs> Gotta protect them smiles. Mm-hmm. And Sasayama calls and informs them, hey, here's where 41's going. So they're going to go get 41. And then Ichijo calls and he's like, hey, meet me be- meet me slightly before that meetup. So I may or may not have something for you. I may or may not be on this sweet bike. Yeah, super sweet bike. Sakurai and the rest of the cops in the next scene are standing behind a barricade, all looking very solemn and focused and like, we got to... We gotta stop this guy right here. That's what we gotta do. And, 40, and Bada drives up. Everyone pulls up their guns and gets ready to take a shot. And the police are actually effective? Kind yeah. of. Yeah, I mean, they make him turn. You know. Yeah, turning's, turning's a plus. Well, it's they start shooting him. And the bullets look like they're doing nothing. But then they start smoking and Bada's like, Oh, fuck this. What the hell is this smoke? I can't... Oh. What like, are these bullets doing? How dare they be fucking effective? It's, it's the same mild annoyance that the Garangi had when their uh, base was assaulted like way back early in like episode <laughs> 7 or 8. Oh, yeah. Like, what is this gas? What? God, get, let's get out of here, guys. Maybe it just smells really bad to them or something. Maybe. That would make more sense. And then we have... Sugita and Godai getting information about where 41 is going to be. But then, oh wait, we got to pull over. I see something. It's it's Ichijo on the beat chaser in his suit. It looks so ridiculous. It, it really is. It I love it though. Like Ichijo keeps developing into this I'm going I'm going to be doing very silly things with a serious look on my face. He's great yeah, for that. Yeah, he does that a yeah. lot. These handsome men. And then like, and then before Godai goes off, Ichu's just like, hold up, let me show you this. And he types in this code, and the bike changes into Kuga colors. It's, it's got a Kuga emblem on it. It's very obvious that whoever was building this was just super like, no, this is for Kuga. It was Anakita. I 100% believe this. Yeah, no, Anakita was just like, we're totally going to do this. It it basically it basically mimics the color scheme of uh, of Mighty Form with the black and red. Yep, it's great. So Godai transforms into Mighty Form, and this is I love this scene because it's the first time Sugita has fully seen the transformation. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Godai transforms, and Sugita's just this kind of mildly childlike. Whoa, I love it. It's very, it's, you know, he's just kind of staring at it, very amazed by it. Love it. (laughs) And then there's this fight scene, quote unquote. Which is literally just, hey, Bada, guess what? My bike is faster than you now. I am also fast now. This is so weird. Because, like, he speeds ahead. He, like, shoots off, like, a parachute thing to slow down. So he can turn around to get off the bike and then kick oh yeah that parachute is possibly the worst green screening effect in the show yeah it might take the trophy really it's gonna take it away from um spider web cg 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. It's it's a it's if it doesn't, it's a close second. It's real bad. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. And then Kuga just kind of jump kicks the it's guy off his motorcycle because there's one shot where they clearly have a real parachute. Yeah, <gasps> that is very weird. They, they didn't have like but, the real mechanism for shooting it, but they had. Yeah, a real it, one. it looks like the way they cut that scene. It's they had the parachute attached to not the beat chaser. Uh that's yeah, that makes sense actually. It's probably just a fan. Oh, we didn't mention it, but but back when Ichijo drove up, it's really funny when they get out of the car and are like, "They're coming," and just you see like. The helmet. I feel like the helmet, it's in the center of the frame and it really stands out the most. So it's like, someone with proper motorcycle safety equipment! Finally! Oh! Oh no! It's ridiculous. Yeah, like nobody in the show ever wears a helmet. Yeah, but then, yes, Godai gets off his bike and posts up, and because the beat chaser is so fast, he was able to get so far ahead of Bada that he doesn't get run over, and yes, does it, it? I think it's pretty cool where he runs at Bada as Bada's driving him on the bike, and yes, he does the rider kick and kicks Bada off the bike and makes him explode in a giant explosion. I think that's it's kind of silly. Oh no, it's super silly, just in the best way. Yeah, Bada explodes in a massive explosion, and uh, that's pretty much it for this episode. Yeah. Uh. Ichijo has There's... a scene where he goes and talks to his boss, and his boss is like, oh, it's cool, man, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's, yeah, there's a short scene at the end that's beautifully lit, because the last time, if you remember, the last time that Ichijo was having a conversation with his boss in this office, I think it was much more like a blue light lit, mm-hmm. and it was more depressingly lit, whereas this time it's bright golden light, and Ichijo is apologizing, like, he's like, I'm sorry, I broke orders and I took the beat chaser. And the chief of police is like, nah, you didn't, you, it's fine. You were supposed to take that bike. The, the the leaders, after thinking about it, decided that it was a better idea to give Kuga the bike. And Ichijo's like, you sly motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it's, they're both smirking at each other and it's, ah, I love it. I love the look on the police chief's face like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's also like, oh, yeah, help out that guy who is number four. And yeah, Ichijo's like, I, I was doing that already. Yeah, yeah so now they can, put him definitely, in <laughs> they can definitely work together for reals now. <laughs> yes, the, the police and Godai are, as of right now, 100% allied. Right, the secret identity subplot is finally over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it only took over half the show. <laughs> yep that's fine anyway now it's time to tremble because that's what episode 34 is called tremble yes and episode 34 opens up on murder <laughs> opens up on murder yeah in the Miura general hospital where there is a i think they're middle school or the second year of high school or middle school uh second year of high school i believe high school it's high school yeah okay it's a second year high school student and he's panicking about how some guy said it would happen on the fourth day. Did yeah. he die on the fourth day? And there's all these other kids that he's talking about that have died. Yeah, and his family's there. Like, everybody's freaking the fuck out. Well, it's it's kind of horrific because the kid is having a panic attack. Right. 
but like so is the family kind of too. Oh yeah, no, they're having a panic attack because he's freaking out. Um, and I think there might be some type of psychotropic effect on because this is if it wasn't already evidence, uh, evidently obvious, it's the unidentified life form has killed this kid. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's some sort of psychotropic effect with how he's acting. I'm just not well, 100%. It, it causes a brain bleed, doesn't it? So Yeah, it's... It, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll explain later in the episode when we get there what exactly is happening. But yeah, it's pushing on the brain and doing stuff in the brain. So I suppose it could... I didn't notice that the first time, the first and second time I watched these episodes. Were the person's in the background when the guy runs out and Ichijo's there? Yeah. Yeah, when Ichijo is there, he got there too late to talk to the family and the kids died. I did not notice that the un- that 42 was standing in the back like, yeah. Yeah, they do the, the grainy film cut to him right before the intro starts. Yeah, he does. He has a lot of horror film trope stuff going on with mm-hmm. this guy. It's weird. Because he's a porcupine, and I didn't know porcupines <laughs> could teleport. He's a hedgehog. <sighs> Gotta go fast. He's yeah. very fast. Gotta go fast. Is he even blue? No. Uh, not really. He's like a black blue. Yeah. God, he's sh- both of them combined. <laughs> so, come back from our new intro. Yeah, I, I, you're, you know, Evan, I definitely expect every time the uh, intro starts up to be Hosui no energy. Yeah, and then they and don't say like, that, and I'm like, oh, wait, what? This is different like, now. It's not there. I feel like just like every episode, we end up doing that, and I'm okay with this every time. We it's do bring it up a lot, I guess. <laughs> the song's real good. We get back with uh, Nana and Godai are cleaning and waxing the beat chaser. And she's like, um, so what happened to your old bike? And why do you have this new <laughs> crazy one? Why do you one? have the most scientifically advanced vehicle known to man? He's like, like, I, I borrowed yeah, it. The last one got broke and I'm borrowing this one. <laughs> This is weird. The the most nothing excuse explanation possible. I can't yeah. believe. I mean, it works because it's Nana, but I can't believe it works. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. And then they talk about like Nana's acting. Godai's like, well, you know, journeys are journeys. Just like do stuff. Thumbs up. Keep walking forward. You'll reach your destination eventually. Right. And we go inside where owner has a. Uh, made golden flake curry because kuga's red form got gold so he's gonna make gold curry yeah but he calls it something else which is apparently a frog reference that i don't get yeah i I think it's a mascot of some sort oh i wonder if it's one of those local mascots yeah he was gonna call it gold gold curry but then he called it golompa yeah which is yeah apparently some sort of mascot you know but then ichu's gotta call and be like nope this is too lighthearted for this for this episode yeah. Let's talk about some fucking murder. I do like the physical <laughs> the physical acting that Nana and Owner do while Godai's on the phone. Because um, Nana is trying to find something that the owner is holding behind, like beneath the bar. And he keeps like pushing it further away like, no, 
No, and I don't think we ever actually get any resolution. It's just some cute physical acting from the two of them. <laughs> yeah. And then we get to find out about like how there's a shit ton of murdering. There's... Yeah, so like I think it was 74 out of the 90-some students. It was 78, oh, 78 out of 91 of... male second-year students at the high school have died. 24 yeah, on the, the first day, 22 on the second day, 23 on the third day. This is nuts. We're That's not a sure lot what's... of murder. Yeah, yeah it's, we think it's an unidentified life form because this is fucking weird. And of course it's an unidentified life form, but we haven't confirmed it. And Godai's just like, okay, well... When you know more, call me. Yeah, I'm going to go hang out with some kindergartners. Yep. But, like, in a Gets... way where that isn't creepy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sure, if you say so. Godai just likes to hang out with kids. But uh, Sugita is talking with Ichijo. Sugita had shown up while Ichijo was on the phone. He's just like, Godai Yusuke, huh? Man, it is still weird that that guy's <laughs> Kuga. <laughs> yep. But then Ichijo gets a call from the Nagano Prefecture Police HQ. Yep, and they're just like, hey, there's been a fucking massacre. There's been a massacre. We need someone to call, but we don't get that because we go back to Jonan University. Yep, where uh, Jean and Sakurako are there, and they're talking about how translation is easy and localization is hard. Yep. (laughs) She's like, okay, so yeah, I've got all the characters translated, but... Some of the phrases don't feel right because, well, didn't you know that when you're translating from an ancient civilization, they have a bunch of social mores and culture and ethics that have completely changed and would imply different things. Right. Yeah, I would have actually liked more episode time in the past about I that mean, stuff. We've literally had like a like a college linguist as a main character in the show since episode one and they've never brought it up before. Again, like, no, you know, really. over halfway through the series. Now it's important. Right. Yeah. Just an interesting thing. But yeah. yeah. But then uh Ichijo calls well we don't know it's Ichijo right away because we just get Minori's side of the conversation and Gene looks on, he's like, Oh man, shit's going down. Yeah, it's it's fun to have it cut between Sakurako's face and Jean, where she keeps saying, "Oh, it's, he's just like uninterested, like do do okay, she's on the phone," and then she's like, "Yes, wait, what? Oh, yes, okay, huh?" And, yeah, and then she gets like she gets like a pad of paper to write something down. And he's looking. He's giving her the same worried look he was giving Enokita the last time he saw her. Yes, which is kind of weird. <laughs> Jean's allowed to care about people and have it not be creepy. Well, no, it's just... I expected a worried look. I didn't expect the same exact look. I guess that's fair. Yeah, Sakurako's like, I gotta go to Nagano um, to do stuff. Okay, thanks, bye. Yeah, because they found, like, a bunch of bodies near the excavation site. They found something, all right. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, it's... When they finally show that area... It's nuts. But uh, amidst, uh, uh, someone from another university is going to be there to assist as well. And then we cut to the preschool. Well, w- th- before that, there is a oh, scene right. of yeah. Rose Woman walking through a forest silently. Yeah, the forest of Green Tent. Which I... It's explained later, but she's going to Nagano and doing and talking with someone... I assume it's number zero. In Nagano? Zero. Yeah, it's, 
the assumption can be made that it's number zero, but it's not confirmed. Right. And she's not there yet. She's just walking. Right. Yes. Then we go back to the preschool, Wakaba preschool. Yep. Where we get an uh, update about Minori's pregnant friend. Baby's good. Yep. He's very, very healthy. And then we get to see two kids have a fight where one kicks apart a little castle. Yeah, one of these kids is just randomly a dick for no reason. Yeah. It's it's explained, and it's understandable. Feelings are hard to express at any age. Yeah, and it's... I was definitely wondering, like, if the... I don't know. If this kid might be on Spectrum or something. Yeah, it it's... The way he explained later in the episode where he's like, I it's... I. He's having trouble, like, vocalizing his feelings. Yeah, yeah. Or talking. Yeah, they do literally about... say that he has a hard time talking, and especially yeah, about feelings. Yeah. Yeah. It it does not explicitly say that he is on the spectrum, but it heavily implies it. Or at least, I'm not sure it heavily implies it. It implies it in a way that we pick up on. I actually don't really know anything about Japanese culture's relationship with autism. Neither do yeah. I. Let me go to Sabaki in the morgue, who is doing a like autopsy. Yep. On the young boy that died in the hospital, and we see a little piece of metal that gets pulled out of the kid's brain. Man, I wonder if it's like like a quill from some sort of animal that would have quills, like a hedgehog. And, yeah, <laughs> that go really fast. <laughs> and Subaki's response is like, so. Without a major operation, there's no way for that to have appeared in this kid's brain. Also, it didn't come up on an x-ray or an MRI. Yeah, it's literally he only found it when he was cutting into the body. Yeah. So his theory is some substance is inserted, which then suddenly becomes harmful to the brain. And by suddenly, we mean four days. Which, that's not a, like, the, this is the most explanation we get for Porcupine's abilities. Yeah, pretty much. We don't get anything else. I mean, we see him attack Kuga with quills later, but not in any way that would cause this. Right. We don't actually see how 42 kills his victims, other than the aneurysm they have. I mean... It's weird. He probably just throws it at them and it goes through their bloodstream or something. I thought it had made the note that there was like no wounds on the body. Well, if it was like super tiny when it hits them, it could. Yeah, because like the like the before they become like the huge quills in Kuga, when he pulls them out, they are like the tiny ones at first. Mm. I don't know. Maybe they're just put in like that. I don't know. I guess I never really thought too much about it during these two episodes because it kind of just like turned into something else real quick. Yeah, it like they gloss over it and then it's gone. So I guess it's not that important. But it's still going to bug me because that's the type of person oh, I am. Oh, that's completely fair. Yeah. But uh, so let me go back to the preschool. Yep. Where where Godai shows up. And the kids love him. Of course they do. There is a kid. Minori is noodling on the piano with the young boy who's was part of the fight. Or not really the 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 little disagreement between the kids earlier. Right, he was the one that was standing looking sad while the other one kicked the castle down. Yeah, and Godai is like, I cannot have a sad child in this place. Yes, he does a little bit fun bit of like uh, 
string work with it, string designs yeah. in his hands. He just like the the cat's cradle thing, but like yeah. you know when you do not other actually just... a cat's cradle. Like he's like, oh, here's a mosquito that's buzzing at you. I'm gonna smash the mosquito and then it's gone. Ooh, isn't that neat? Yeah, good eye skills. He has like a million of them. And they tried playing the piano. He's just he's trying to cheer this kid up and talking about feelings and how things are important. And... Right. So where's the best place to cut after this? To a funeral. To a funeral. <laughs> Where it's the funeral for the kid who was in the opening, actually, that was having the panic attack. Yes. And uh, Sakurai is there because the kid died as part of an, what they think is an investigation. Right. And one of the other young gentlemen, probably a second year high school student, starts shrieking. And goes into a fetal position as we see that the unidentified or 42 has shown up again and is, I think, chewing gum and playing with the gum in his mouth. He's just there for a second and then they try to point it out to Sakurai and then, like, he's gone. They're like, well, this guy, like, whenever he always shows up when these murders are going on and he's always here and stuff and, like, it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and so we learn later that he's purposefully tormenting the victims because he's actually a sadist. Yeah. He, yeah. he likes slow deaths, which is why he, it takes four days for him to kill someone. He likes annoying people to death. Yeah. Let me cut to Mr. Imperial Bat and uh, I don't have a name for this for the leather jacket lady. Uh, she's Acid Fan Lady. She's Acid. Yeah, Acid Fan works. Uh, also, Cleavage Lady could work, too. That's true. Or nail lady, she paints her nails. Uh, yeah, that's actually probably her most unique feature is the multicolored nail. Uh, yeah. She could melt me anytime. Honestly. They're having a so. conversation in English. <laughs> Not English, Japanese. <laughs> very attractive. <laughs> she is. It's just, whoa, I mean, you're not that wrong, acid. And, like, it's not like that line didn't <laughs> cross my mind when I was watching the episodes. But I chose to not write it down and not say it. Well, I'm glad that I was able to read your mind then. <laughs> I don't know if it's reading my mind. No, no, I, I'm trying I'll to shift the full responsibility. That's fine. <laughs> God damn it! Where were we? The, well, it's the Garangi are having a conversation in Japanese. Yeah, which in is a big very wire surprising. Thing. So. Uh, Oh yeah, this is the place where like all the shots are skewed by wire by wiring. You mean like a chain link yes. fence and stuff? It's a real interesting shot. Uh, a nail woman is like, "Hey, where's Baruba, the other guy that's been with her?" I imagine. Oh yeah, also this guy's a guy. We were unsure about his gender last time. Yes, I was still unsure about his gender till like the very end where we see him proper. And she and Imperial are having a conversation. Is like. So, when is it my turn? Well, you'll get a turn later. It's not your turn. But I'm bored. When is it my turn? Um, and then she, like, is talking to Batboy, and he gets, I think, is super pissed that she's mm-hmm. talking in Linto, or Japanese. Yeah. And he actually gets slapped around a bit. This hasn't happened for a while. Yeah. He also goes to, like, he goes to pull something out, which later on is this... Thing. A golden fang thing. We still don't even really know. But it's a golden. Yeah. A gold. It looks like a golden velociraptor's talon. Kind of. But then someone comes in in like in grungy form, and then that kind of. This is number zero. Like everything is indicating this is number zero. 
You don't? I don't think it's number zero. I think it's Mr. Uh, but Imperial. He's got yeah, a, I think it might have been Imperial. He's got a... Or is... No, wait. Maybe. Oh, right. Because yeah, he's, he's got the, the four-point four writers form. have a lot of the time. But then, who is I mean, the they, Rose Woman talking to? around a lot, I guess. Yeah, yeah I, I guess maybe you're right. Maybe. I... I think it's Mr. Imperial. They just spend a lot of time in the next couple episodes hinting at the fact that uh, Number Zero is probably similar to Kuga. So. Yeah. Yeah. So next we go back and Godai, or go back to... Go back to preschool. preschool. Godai's speaking with the other young gentleman, or other young boy that was at the altercation. Right. And... This boy, yeah, he he doesn't really talk all that much. He, Godai keeps trying to explain, like, you need to use your words. If you're upset, talk to someone. Um, Explain the problem. Don't go to violence firsthand. You you need to explain your position. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And unfortunately, it it gets kind of cut short because the phone bike won't stop ringing. It's not a little model of a motorcycle that is yeah, actually the, a phone. the phone bike. It's a phone on a motorcycle. It could be if I want it to be. Pretty much. It, it probably actually isn't a phone. It's probably yeah, actually it's just already, a yeah. receiver responder that the police use. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a radio. Yeah, that's the word for it. And it, it kind of looks like Godai is almost getting through to the kid, but it's not resolved before he has to leave. And he's he's kind of like... Before he leaves, he's making the point of even if you are going to kick the castle over, you need to say something oh, beforehand and not just sense. act. Right. I I think what he was going for is like if you talk about it, then they have a chance to try and explain positions and have it resolved peacefully. Yeah, you can't fix problems that you don't know about. And the kid looks thoughtful as Go- Godai runs off. Was as thoughtful as a preschooler can. He doesn't really look at Godai very much. Though. No, it, I have also very much noticed as a point towards this kid possibly being on the spectrum is he does not look anyone in yeah, the face. He doesn't look at people the very few times you hear him talk to somebody. He'll he'll look at you out like out of the corner of his eye, but he wasn't looking at people. So then Ichijo has to like totally kill the mood because uh, one of the kids uh, k- killed him. Himself instead of yeah, it's, waiting the four days. I think the implication was that the kid that freaked out at the f- funeral was the one that killed himself. He jumped out of the hospital window to his death. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm not. Was it Godai or Ichijo? They both kind of put together this like, oh, if it happened this way, it's not a part of the game. Yeah, because if he commits suicide, then I didn't the unidentified life form didn't actually kill him so it doesn't count for the game and i'm like yeah you're not right but that's also kind of (laughs) shitty to talk about right afterwards i mean i know they are right or else why would no they're specifically right because the grungy bring it up later yeah because sakurai just happens to call and he's like hey so there's this transfer student that lives over at this house uh you may want to go look into that Right. He's the only one who's not dead. He's a transfer student for this class. I think he's like, yeah, he's the last student of this class. So then they go off to do that. And I guess like the last part of this episode is mostly like this extended shot of this area. 
Well, we get a... Oh, right. Sakurako meets the researcher at the train place. Yes, she's arriving in Nagano. Yeah. And they're like, we need you to come see this. (laughs) This is very important. And then the rest is at this house. Yes, the the rest is this extended shot in this house where the family of the transfer student is all... They're all panicking. Yeah. Because I guess they've gotten information from the police that, hey, you're in danger. Um, this last part rings. is kind of just like, what if we did Kuga, but we made it a horror movie? Yeah, it's it. The dad actually has a gun, which is it's very just strange. Wild. Yeah, he has like a shotgun, yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that it it. I mean, it does seem that they're kind of out in the semi like, at least out in the suburbs somewhere. I, I mean, it's still like it's still like a hunting rifle or like a shotgun. Yeah, or something. it's. The house is like an all wood construction, so I I think the implication is supposed to be they're outside the city. Yeah, but uh, we get this nice thing of forty two is like appearing in windows and just disappearing by them. We get a lot of horror cuts or horror movie uh, camera cuts and camera angles, uh, and it's one of his superpowers. Yeah, and, and he's. And he's just walking around. Is that what he's doing? I thought that a lot of the time he was like, it looks like he's like rubbing his fingers around his lips a lot of the time. In the next episode, they it, do it, show it him explicitly shows him snapping his fingers. Yeah, it's. I think he's. I think he's like playing with gum, and then he'll snap his fingers yeah. to just. He's definitely like rubbing his lips or something and snapping. Hey, I'm making a noise, and you're creep. It's gonna creep you out. Yeah. And then, like, the there's a police siren that goes off, and the family's like, oh, awesome, sweet, the police are here. But then uh, they get killed off screen yeah, the, real quick. Then the siren stops, and it cuts back to the police car, and the policeman is slumped yeah, out of the car. Maybe, like, is the siren on a dead man switch or something? <laughs> like, why did the siren stop? The grunky didn't murder the siren. Well, this grunky speaks a lot of English, so I assume he figured out how I to guess, turn it off. Yeah. Probably. So 42 appears in a window, and the dad tries to shoot him. Unsure if he has bad aim, He's or guy fast. is just too fast. I, I, I literally I, I think mean, it just it did looks nothing. Like he probably would have hit him. Or is, oh, no, he's not playing with gum. He's chewing on his fingernails. It's a bad habit. Someone should let him know. Uh, but the dad goes outside to try and investigate. He's like, did I actually shoot the guy? Nope. Uh, does it look like there's anybody out here? Doesn't look like the... Oh, no, I'm being choked! If only I looked to my left. Yeah, well, he did. And then he looked back to the right. And then 42 was there because he's super speedy like that, I guess. It's gotta so, go so fast. Uh, but Kazuya, the transfer student, and his mom run outside, and they're panicking. And then we get the real... Uh, then 42 actually speaks. He's... Uh, they... The mom is like begging, "Why are you doing this? What 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 do you want?" And his response is, "Because the more you suffer, the more I enjoy myself." And he very much does have the look on of, "Oh yeah, it's yeah, yeah." He for looks sure. sociopathic, and then he transforms in this weird, yeah, dreadlock yeah. porcupine it's, guy. I, I think it's a pretty cool design, honestly. I don't know. I uh, I love the Benamaru yeah, haircut like I he has. Like it, but also, I kind of do like it. I don't know. 
it it does look dumb. It's it looks very dumb. Oh no, I'm it, I'm into it. It's great. But then Kuga appears just as he's about to attack them and smacks 42 with his bike. Yeah, bike bike tricks. Chases after him. Bike tricks in the forest. We get a little fight scene where Kuga tries to fight 42. Does not do that well. Gets impaled with a bunch of porcupine quills. Yeah. And 42 is like, if you interfere again, I'll kill you. And then leaves. Yeah. The moral of the story is uh, blue form is for travel only and you should stop trying to use it to fight. Apparently, yes. Yes. I don't know. I, I don't, it just seems like every time he brings up blue form, except like the times blue form is supposed to win, he just gets his shit kicked. Oh, wait. For, but Porcupine leaves in the next episode, at the beginning of next episode, because this episode ends with him transforming into blue form, jumping off of his bike and attempting to attack. Which is the same way that episode 36 ends, actually. Going, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Huh. Yeah, I don't know why. That's not how staffs work and, and whatever. It doesn't matter. Everything's fine. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hey there, kids. It's your pal Unky Fletcher here to talk about the dread specter of capitalism. Specifically, our sponsor today is Long Hair. Have you ever wanted to taste that little extra bit of flavor along with every bite of food you take? Or just realize that you have no visibility whatsoever when the wind blows up? Or if someone opens a door in just the right way? Or maybe, just maybe, you've decided you want to wake up and always feel like Cousin It from the Adams Family? Long hair is for you. Warning, may not be recommended for those who have to do things like see clearly at all times. Get involved in the most dangerous game, or kept Picard cosplayers. But otherwise, long hair may be right for you, and hopefully you too will think about what we need to do to survive in this post-gender hellscape that we call the modern world. That's all for now. Stay frosty. So next we move on to episode 35, Emotion. This is... Anger. Anger's the emotion. Yeah, anger is the emotion. Um, this is the most yeah. violent episode of Kuga Holy yet. Holy shit. I was a little bit, uh, surprised. For the kids, you know? This, it is a side of Godai that has not been explored before. I have a, I have a theory, actually. It might be right. I didn't even tell you my theory yet. Spoilers, at the end of this episode... Um, it shows flashes in the explosion when Kuga defeats this guy, and it's uh, flashes of Kuga's ultimate form, which really? is all black. And so, if we go back and we look at what Sakurako has been talking about for a while, where it mentions the uh. sun turning black, I believe in this Ooh. case, the sun is the belt, and when the belt goes black, it's going to... Um, force Kuga's ultimate form, which might make Godai lose control. And so I think it's the belt uh, pushing this anger that Godai would not normally have. That is entirely possible. I could see that. I was like, I'm also having the implication that number zero is Kuga, um, which probably isn't true, but I think it's true. 
I don't know how it would work, but I could see that them being like uh like twins. Maybe or... there's multiple Kuga. Maybe. But yeah, man, that, that's that my totally theory. Fo- that would totally follow where it's a set of twins. Yeah. And one was the leader of the Grongi and one's like, no brother. Brother Um Yeah, there's more to support that. I later on in this episode, but I think mostly in next episode. They had a half naked fist fight on top of a robot. <laughs> uh, wh- what are you talking about? Metal Gear Solid? Oh, that's, yeah, that's no, I still haven't uh, played it. Well, that's the first climax. I don't know. Maybe that's actually like the third or the fourth one. There's a lot of climaxes. That's, that's the Metal Gear Solid. Can you not talk about climaxes when you're talking about half-naked people in, the, in like the sentence before? No, it's extremely appropriate. Liquid Snake is a very homoerotic character. No, Garrett, you need to... that. That is, yeah. that is a super homoerotic fight. <laughs> I don't... It's... So there's a lot of climax. But we're not talking about... <laughs> you need to stop. <laughs> Alright, so we come back from the intro. The pre-intro song scene is the porcupine guy saying, Oh, if you get in my way again, I'll kill you. And then running away after he's peppered Kuga with like a dozen or so quills. Yeah, but these quills grow giant. They're giant quills. And like stab into Kuga like knives. It's weird. Yeah. And then it shows um it shows the police putting the family into protection, which uh good plan. I, I approve of this plan. The family's driving away. And this is the start of Godai's frustration. Yeah. In this episode where he's like, I'm I will definitely beat him next time. Yeah. And then um we Go to Nagano. Yeah, they're in the car, I think, and it's raining, of course, because it has to be appropriate. It's, it is. It is Sakurako, uh, the researcher from Nagano, who's another woman, and a Nagano. I think it's Ichijo's old partner. I think it's Bike from Kohai. Nagano. Is it, yeah. Isn't it Bike Kohai? If, I think it is Bike Kohai. Yes. Um, but yeah, the the bombshells drop that these people that were massacred have tattoos on them, thus equating uh, Grungi. And there has it is implied that there is infighting going on in the Garangi. Which is interesting. I think it's all Batman's fault. It's it the line is even worse, if we compile the evidence from the scene and the eyewitness reports and factor how extreme the crime is, and once we see this where it happened, oh boy is it extreme. They believe that there's the possibility that number zero was the one that killed all thirty four of them. Yeah. As they tried to make a bid for something, and he was just, nah. You think it was a, oh, I guess I had really thought that it might have been a, like a rebellion type thing. I was initially thinking like he was just mopping up people who hadn't progressed far enough in the Soweo or whatever. I could totally see it being like they want to do it a different way, and it's just with how the Garangi are, it's just, nah, I'll just kill you instead. Maybe some of the Garangi are like, hey, let's not all die. And he's and number zero's like, that's stupid. Yeah. We're all going to die. It's like, maybe we shouldn't... There's there's not really that many of us, and there's like... Yeah, there's 200 of our billion race. humans. not be dumb. Yeah, who knows? There's a lot of things it could be. And we cut to Rose Woman, who has entered a cave in the Nagano Forest. Yep. 
and is talking to something that's flashing a light at her. Yeah, there's definitely some talking. We don't know what it is, but it seems important. And it 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 literally looks like someone has got a lantern. Like she'll she'll say something into the darkness, and it looks like someone's got a lantern that they turn on, and then turn off, like a the uh, camping lantern, right? Hooded lantern. Just turn it on and turn it off, and turn it on and turn it off in response to her sentences. That's it. And then we, because then she, right? And then we cut back to the other Grungy though, who are talking. It's like about like, oh, it, he's done with his game, right? Ninety people have died, and they're like, no, well, he didn't cause all ninety. Actually, he's one short, and all he legitimately has to do is just kill one more person. Right, but he's got to kill them all with these little quill things, which means it's going to take like four more days. Right. He has to do it today. Yeah. Because if he doesn't do it today, it would where his quills take four days. And I guess getting a gun is not allowed yeah. or something. The four-day delay is kind of a shitty power. It does make him seem like easily the weakest of the ghosts so yeah. far. He doesn't do that great. Other he He's able to impale Kuga... But in this, in the next fight, um, well, he's able to impale Kuga in in blue form. <laughs> that Garrett's like that doesn't uh, yeah, count. and that changes right. That's Kuga quick. blue. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, are, are you trying to tell me I'm wrong? Where you coming from? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm p- picking yep. up or putting down? <laughs> are, you, are you picking up what I'm putting down? I'm shifting it around at least. <laughs> Then we go back to the uh, preschool where Minori is talking with the thinner boy of the two that were in the conflict. And the easiest way is there's the big boy and the thin boy. I wish that wasn't the easiest way to do it, but it is. And they're having this conversation, or Minori is having this, well, is speaking with the kid, and he's like, so I know that your friend did this. And it was really shitty and it upset you. And that's what the bad Shota does. And if you like the good Shota, and the kid's name is Shota, the other boy's name is Shota. If you like that, you need to tell him. You need to tell him when he does something wrong. And it seems to be pulling, like, I did, I'm not, I don't think this is actually true. But it really felt like they were pulling this weird parallel between, oh, hey, the Garanki are having infighting. And then we have the lin- presumably Linto children who are being told, hey, when you have problems with other people, don't fight huh. them. Talk about it. Yeah, they were definitely. And making I don't know a if that's true, but. See, I don't know where the show's going to go. Like they could do a maybe like a maybe that's why Linto survived. I... They evolved to be able to communicate with each other. That could be interesting, but. It's just. Linto or Linto are more inclined to cooperate with one another, where Garangi compete with one another. I, I don't, man. I don't know if I see. I don't know. Like, that's an interesting thing. I don't quite buy it. I think it better reflects to to uh, to Godai's outburst of anger better. Right. It, I mean, it's just a specific theme in this episode, but it's that's never come true. up before. That's what I said. It's like I don't think that's what it is, but it. It may be an unintentional implication that just happened by coincidence. 
I just think it's a more solid length yeah. than anything else. I don't know. On, I think. Also, also they they cut it. They cut the kids resolving their right, problems. Right, which is what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I'm thinking like. Well, <laughs> well, okay. Before we get there, it's so weird. It is. We'll we'll talk about it. Don't worry. Um, we cut back where the transfer student. They're in. I'm not sure where they are. Some hospital it looks or like something. An abandoned hospital, but I'm pretty sure it's not. Yeah, yeah, it looks like an old abandoned hospital that they're using as bait because basically they're going to ha- they're going they want to knock this kid out so that the unidentified life form will come to them and they can basically trap him, which kind of works. Yeah. I, why did they have to knock him out? He'd probably freak out and ruin it if they didn't. I don't know. Yeah, so he probably didn't panic and run away, I can imagine. I guess that's fair. Like, it didn't seem like it would be needed, but whatever. And there's a short scene of the family that apparently owns a cafe that are eating dinner, and they just catch a sight of the guy, uh, Jiraji, I think is his name, outside. Oh, the Gurungi? Uh, yeah. yeah, the Gurungi. Jiraji. And, like, these people don't die Doesn't or anything. It, isn't, like, isn't that also Sagita also there? Yeah, I swear he looked like Sagita. No, it's not Sagita. It looks like him, but it's not him. Okay. Um, but, like, these these got three guys don't die. They don't, they don't show up again in the other episodes. They're just there to react as Mr. Garagi is like, oh, the one to advance to the final way will be me. Right, yeah. Yeah, this is where they kind of they, they lay out like you get you gotta do your murdering to get to the final murdering. You 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 have to pay in enough. And once you I mean, do, you move up to the next tier. You gotta gain and when you move ex- up to the next tier. We don't know the Garagi just Scientologists is also murder. It could be something totally different. It's I mean, the Gronky do don't really do anything other murder? than murder, so it's probably murder. I'm just giving them the benefit of the doubt. <gasps> they have one thing they do. Let me go back to Nagano, where Sakurako has shown up at the crime scene. I find it very interesting that they just let her walk into this crime scene like they do. I mean, they, they called her specifically as an expert to come into this. Well, it's, yeah, but... I know it seems well. Though it's true, they they seem to have gotten most of the bodies out and done most of the preliminary. Yeah, like all they did was get the bodies out. They certainly didn't clean anything. They're walk. It's it's raining very heavily, and they're walking in. The Sakurako woman from Nagano and bike cop, and it's a pretty dilapidated place. And then the further they get in, they start making movements like, "Oh God, this this place really smells." Yeah, we don't. Oh man, we need. I need to block my nose because this place really smells. Yeah, we don't even get to see what what it is until later on because it cuts back to some other stuff first. It cuts back to lighthearted John and owner interacting with each other and being cutesy with each other. I fucking love. Oh their yeah, where where um the owner calls Gene that name he always calls him, and then Gene's like, "Well, whatever you say, pops." John Michael Polnareff. Yeah, it's like wrong. Oh, I. Yeah, and there's like some nice violin, like classical violin music playing. Oh, Monsieur Jean de Polnareff. 
Nope. I think well, like when he says pops, he's using something that is a little like teasing that we're not getting because it's a Japanese thing. Because the way they have this semi-serious stare down at each other. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. And then good. break into giggles. I love them. It's They're just messing with each other. Yeah. I'm wondering where Sakurako is. I'm like, oh, she went to Nagano. Uh, there was some type of police thing that she was asked to go investigate. And Nana is, of course, like, man, Sakurako's Sakurako is such an amazing person. I'm not going to lose to her. Nope, never. Why would I do that? I love Kuga. That's my one character trait. No, it's Godai. It's not even Kuga. I love Godai. That's my one character trait. And then we cut to Godai calling his sister to check in on the kids. Do you like do you like Godai? Because I think he's great. Yes. How'd you know that? Loving Godai is my one defining trait. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's, but it's your second but... defining trait. The first trait's acting. Did you see the second Lego movie? There's there's a really good song I... in that. No. Oh, shit, man. I'm not even you should go watch one. it. I kind of love how at the end of this scene with Gene... Because and... Owner starts making his dumb like references to old Japanese actors again. And after every name, John's like, Oh. Oh. Oh man, you're great. I love you. And they're shaking hands and being buds. They're so cute together. I love it. But yes, then uh Godai is checking on the kids. Yep. He's like, so are they are those two still fighting? Uh and sh- Minori's just like, uh yeah, I don't know. They're not really getting along. We're working on it. Emotions are hard, Godai. Emotions are difficult. Speak talking with your friends is difficult. Oh, it'll be fine. They'll get through it. They're human. Yeah. I'm fucking telling you guys. They're doing like this weird parallel between like humans resolving conflicts peacefully and Gurungi not doing that. Yeah, it, it's so what the hell is this episode maybe. about then, Garrett? We'll see where it goes and if it keeps up that <laughs> I if feelings? Well no. You know, I can Not also see the up thing your of resolving your feelings with fighting instead of talking, and it, instead of it being a reference to the Grongi, it's how Godai is slowly lo- losing himself to the fighting. Well, right, but this—they're also at the end of this one—is when, um, when the translator lady starts talking about how, like, yeah, G- Kuga's so similar to Number Zero, probably. Yeah, there's yeah. also that. I, we'll see. Who knows? It, 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 it's something. Yeah, because Godai is then listening to, as he's as he's finished his conversation with Minori over the phone and hung up and is walking through the hospital, he sees a TV that is listing the names and pictures of all the murdered uh, middle school students. Yeah, he does the clenched fist thing. He, he does Arthur. And Godai is pissed. Because <laughs> he... He does. He does the thing. Yeah, he does Arthur meme, and it's Godai's not smiling anymore. He is staring dead faced at this TV and clenching his fist, and that is the most upset I have ever seen Godai. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man. Yeah, but then he instantly talks to Ichijo about it. Good for him. He has good grips on his feelings. Like, man, I just I'm feeling really angry about this, and I don't like it. What he's feeling guilty for not having been able to save the other students, right? He's you know, he's been acting as the hero and just 
can't save everyone. That's a really good character building bit. I really like it. It is. And Ichijo making sure to bring up the fact of this is terrible, yes, because and you can't blame yourself because the Grongi have learned to look like us and talk like us, and they literally don't care. They just want to kill. People are going to die, and you need to save as many as you can, but you can't blame yourself for every death. Right. And then we cut back to Sakuraka. Yes, and we get to see... and lots of bloody death. There it, it... it, there is so much blood. Okay, so they're now within the warehouse. Yeah. And pretty much every single thing in this main room is splattered with gore and blood. And there are flies that you hear buzzing around. And Sakurako and the other two are, like, gagging and coughing. You see piles of what look like ground meat on the ground and it's you know for the kids when they use the word this is a massacre hyperbole is a very big part of culture and speech that has come a thing this is a by a traditional definition this was a massacre it is horrific and there is the emblem for kuga written in blood on the ceiling like someone just dipped their hand in someone's guts and just splatted it on the wall yeah kids show kids show for the kids saturday morning kids show yep reminder they did actually cancel a common writer once for violence and kuga wasn't it so please imagine what amazon was like I think this was man across from uh, yeah yeah this was uh, I'm pretty sure the wiki said this was competing with uh, one of the Power Rangers shows. Well, I don't think it was competing because they both they both share that they're in the same block. That's nuts. And then we cut back to Sakurai on the exterior of the uh, abandoned hospital. And Mr. Porcupine is starting being spooky and appearing in places and walking by people and teleporting around. Starts driving the police nuts. Because they start chasing him all around the building. Yeah, and they keep, like, running into each other. It's really... It's weird and makes no sense. Yes. It's like, it... As much as I'm... As much as we're having the joke of, ha-ha, gotta go fast... There's no other explanation for how this guy is able to zip around. Like he's, he's going so fast. Quick. Like I don't. He's a he, yeah. that or he's like teleporting. Yeah, little did you know, or all yeah. porcupines have the power of teleportation. Yeah. And before we get to the police running around a bunch, we go back to the preschool, where the two young gentlemen. Uh try and resolve their differences as Minori watches on, or as the aggrieved boy gets up and complains that, I don't like you as you are now. Where is the nice version of you? I didn't like the fact that you kicked over my castle or kicked over my blocks. And the other boy doesn't respond, and the first boy just sits back down again. And then we go back to the abandoned hospital where yeah, the porcupine man is teasing everybody by teleporting. Yeah. I really want to know how he's doing this. Grungy magic. 
I, I know it's not important, but it I don't, bugs me. I just like That's jumping fair. or something. Probably. Yeah, but all yeah. porcupines are super known for that. Yeah. So they're all running around. It's Ichijo and Sakurai. I, I would be able to take it more seriously as like super speed or something if they didn't keep running into each other. Yeah, it's like literally I'm walking behind you into from what seems to be an area that doesn't have an exit and only one exit, except now you're gone. Right. And I'm meeting the other people yeah. that are here. Oh, also when it cuts back to the kids, like they they build up the music like it's gonna it's ex- resolve. It's extremely but then it scooby because the show's a fucking tease. No. So Sagita shows up and runs into Ichijo and they start running around. And it cuts to Godai being on the top floor and he's like, I'm I gotta listen for this for the snaps or something. And he starts hearing snaps and we see that the porcupine is already in the room with the kid and has killed the police officer. Right. So Godai runs in, transforms, tackles him out a window, tackles him out a second or third floor story window, and then proceeds to beat the ever-loving shit out of him. This is like the goriest like Kuka proper has gotten, I think. There is no music that is playing during this, really. It's just this kind of low-pitched humming as Kuga has the porcupine on the ground and is just beating him in the face over and over and over and over. The, the porcupine's face has split open and there is blood getting on Kuga's gloves and his face. Blood on the cute, on the Kuga helmet is really unsettling. It is. Yeah, it is. And it's it, like he's, he's punching him and blood splattering across the ground. He's able to get away from Kuga for a second by causing Kuga to accidentally punch the ground and tries to get up and get away. And Kuga just keeps coming after him and keeps just punching him in the face. And it's I mean, like, not great. Like, it, no, the scene is great. It's just it felt kind of disturbing. Yes. And then it, it, it cuts it with the the quieter of the two kids, like, pulling the other kid over and, like, having him do something with the blocks but not saying anything they, they parallel the kid grabbing the other kid's arm yeah, it, to bring him so they can like build together they cut it with kuga grabbing the monster's arm so he can keep viciously beating him in the face yeah yeah and then uh godai summons uh bug bug bot to uh to take him into he, an area where he can explode him yeah, he uppercuts the porcupine so he gets knocked away, transforms the beat chaser, summons Gorum, does the thing where I'm going to run into you with Gorum and you're going to sit on the front of my bike while I take you away. Yep. And yes, intercut more with the two young boys and the uh, quiet boy is not talking and is basically like it's I want I want to play with you again, but I have trouble with my words, so I'm just going to start giving you pieces of the blocks of we're gonna play with, and I'm going to like drag you down next to me and so we're going to play together, I just can't talk about. It. I'm just not gonna speak. Right. And then back to uh, go ba- the goat the goat eye part. Um the porcupine tries yeah, to uh quill um goat eye, but Godai's like, nah man, tighten form. Yeah, this is 
this is weird. Well, not weird. It's just, it feels weird. It feels upsetting because as he's driving, he stops. They're at a beach. And as Garrett said, a porcupine had tried to stab Kuga. Kuga turned into Titan form and they just bounced off. Yep. So porcupine goes flying off the end of the bike as Kuga stops. Kuga gets off the bike and starts just walking towards him and turns into rising Titan form, which isn't needed. Um, Titan form was doing he, well. It he pretty mm, much can't kill the goat without the rising forms, as far as we can tell. That's true, but it's the thing of uh, the porcupine's quills weren't doing yeah. anything anyway. And then he turns into Titan form, which does even less, and just walks yeah, he up. Do the does a sword combo on the guy, he, like on the whales on this guy. No, it's I am going to. It very much looks like I want to cause you pain. Because he does a like five or six hit combo across the guy's chest. Porcupine falls down to the ground. Kuga stabs him in the middle of the chest and slowly drags the sword down to the guy's groin. Yeah. And then he explodes. Yeah. Like it man, it's 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 unsettling. Kuga is unnecessarily vicious. Yeah, and then this was the part where, like, in, in the explosions, it shows um the the black mm-hmm. Kuga form. Yeah, I didn't see it the first time. Yeah, but it's... after Garrett pointed out, it's like, oh, yep, definitely there. And then, like, mm-hmm. in one of maybe the best shots yet, it, it shows an untransformed Godai like standing in the aftermath with the fire still going, with yeah, the motorcycle got... handle in his hand, and he just. Every single time that Kuga has defeated an enemy before this, there's always been sort of this feeling of relief and triumph. It's not here. Kuga is just, as much as you can from the back of him, he does not look, he looks like it's, okay, I got the revenge. Yeah, they're still like, well, I, I don't feel better. Like, literally, the, the, the residue of the battle isn't gone. Like, there's smoke obscuring his physical form. For this shot, so yeah, they also work in a yeah. shot here of uh, Sakurako taking a picture of the bloody Kuga logo, just in case you really weren't getting it. Yeah, yeah. And then it's inter- of course also intercut with the kids who are all getting along, and yay, they built it. And then the episode ends with Kuga turning around to look at, or Godai turning around to look at the police as they arrive. But of course, yeah. he's looking at them through smoke, so he's super obscured. Right. And the end card for this one is notably yeah, black. Yeah, yeah, it is the first time it's been black, isn't it? It's it's like black with like a dull gold for the grungy text mm-hmm. or the yeah. Linto text. This is real good. good. I think this is the best episode yeah, out of the I'd set, so. probably that we watched. It does. And then we go... We have some complications in episode 36 called Complication. Which ends us on another cliffhanger. Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> just fuck you recap we'll Blame episode. that one recap episode yeah. for keeping us one off. Ruined everything. That's the easiest, way, easiest thing to do. Like, we could have fixed the format of this show to fix this problem, but no, it's the show's fault. <laughs> I was actually wondering if we're going to watch the last, like, five all at once or break them up or something. Might be able to do three and then two in a movie. There's no movie for Kuga. 
Fuck. Yeah, he's like not in he he's in crossovers like way later on, right? And that's sad. I want a Kuga movie. Yeah. Our cold open is Sakurako showing Ichijo the pictures he took. Or the pictures she took in Nagano. Yeah, specifically of, of Blood Kuga. Yeah. And uh and Ichijo tries to translate, he's like, Well, I think this means Oh, what does he say? He says, I think... He says, I think it means that I want to kill Kuga. Right. But then Sakurako's like... I will like, kill the warrior Kuga. Right. And then Sakurako's like, I'm going to blow your mind with this, but um, I think this character is actually grungy. Yeah. I, I think the word yes, for Kuga is a not, long word, basically. It's translated differently. Yep. And everybody's like, Which oh, is... shit. Which loan words are a huge thing in Japanese language. Yep. It's in English too. But so yeah, it's man, I really don't like this. I think <laughs> oh, I don't the like intro. it. I, keep I thought you were gonna be upset about the, the episode or something. Yeah. Are you upset about the kid giving up his seat for Aww, that old lady? That's adorable. Yes, it's terrible. It's like it's like Godai reaffirming that there's good in the world. Yeah, it's like Godai is like you know giving some of his humanity is. back from watching a good deed. Yeah, because it's a uh, looks. It looks like two elementary schoolers, which I only say because of their backpacks, and the older girl is helping her younger brother stand up because yes, there's a woman in her I think sixties that's dressed in traditional Japanese clothing. And takes a seat. Right. And Godai gets a call from Sugita. They're talking about some military thing, which, like, I guess the military is in here now. It's they, some, I mean, what? It's not the American military, but of course they're going to be there. Of that powerful of a weapon. So Sugita calls and is telling Godai that... Ichijo and Sakurako have things that they need to talk to him about. He's asking about the woman with the rose tattoo and that they Sugita's like, oh no, we haven't found her yet. But Godai is going to head to Enokita because she called him to ask him to come in for some testing. Yep, some science shit. Hey, once they know more they'll contact him. I. They also talk about um, the Rose Lady, he Kodai questions the Rose Lady, which is B1, and they're like, eh, is, yeah. is the Rose Lady zero? Yeah, they like, suggested that a few times. I don't know. Episodes. I don't buy it. I don't sure think she is. Sugita's kind of playing the devil's advocate. It was like, yeah, it's probably not possible, but it's the best we have at the moment, especially if this information we have from Ichijo about her appearance, or was it from Ichijo about the appearance of Nagano? Someone said they saw her in yeah, Nagano. Like, it's probably a fair conclusion to make when, when she's normally seen somewhere and then is suddenly in Nagano. I, I yeah. guess if I was in the position of the characters, it would be a reasonable conclusion. Then we get a nice slow scene of our Rose Woman, a bunch of cuts of her very up close, where I think she's got a new ring. Oh, I didn't notice that. If um, she does. Yeah, because we had the first, we had the claw ring, then the double claw ring, and now we have this weird barrel. Huh. It's like at 419. 
It's a weird barrel thing. I don't know. That's just, I think that's just a scene to show off that. And it's being like, oh, look at this intimidating Rose woman who may very well be number zero. Isn't she so spooky? Who knows? She has been being spooky for a while, but she hasn't done anything yeah, since she became a go, really. Look at her with this impeccably clean dress as she uh, presumably walks through the forest to a cave. Which, if the Garangi's clothes are just their bodies, then fine. Yeah. Which I think they are. And then it cuts to uh, Ichijo and Sakurako in a car talking about stuff. Talking about number zero and a whole bunch of other uh, things. Sakurako kind of elaborates on her thing where she where she concludes that Kuga is probably a grungy character because the, the Linto were a peaceful race and would not have needed a, a word for Kuga. For warrior. Well, for warrior, yes. Yes. And it's with the Linto presumably being as peaceful and how they were, yeah. Yeah, she implies that the Kuga character may relate to who number zero is. Yep. Which, there's the implication then that, oh, hey, Kuga and Zero are two sides of the same coin, or brothers, or I don't know, something. something. And then we go to the research lab where Godai has shown up with Enokita and I love okay there's there's a lot of good physical stuff in these last couple episodes with the background characters because Godai shows up Enokita greets him and she's like oh it's he thanks her for the beat chaser and she's and she's like oh no it's fine you're the one that's saving people all the time and the two other researchers in the room look at each other (laughs) and look at Godai Look back at each other and kind of nod. I'm like, oh, okay, so that's yeah. who it is. Oh, and then so go back to doing good. their work. I love it. It's. I love that it's not really being I mean, kept a secret. I, I mean, want, it was never being I kept a secret. No, I didn't know. But now people, people, maybe they were on vacation until now. People are just around when they're telling. But Enokita brought Godai in because they've been looking at the weapons that uh, Mr. Turtle. And the porcupine we're using. Yeah, they're looking at the go weapons and they're like, man, it's interesting how they can transform. And Godoy's like, yeah, I can do that too. It's like, I can pick up just random stuff and transform yeah, and it into weapons. Like, oh, and I think it, it yeah. kind of feels the same. And Enikito's like, totally great, I need you to do I? this. It's like, okay, cool. Can you trans? I need you to henshin and transform so we can get some reading. Is that okay? Cool. I'm going to take that coffee back now. Let's go. Yep. And then we go to Nail Woman, who starts her melting a taxi wayo. driver. Man, I love her. Yes, she goes after taxi drivers. It's uh, She gets in her taxi and it drives off and we see Mr. Scarf. But then, before we get to see her kill it, we see Mr. Bat, who is dying oh um he seems to like be in pain and stumbling and yeah he's it's like weird being, he looks like he's in pain and then he like it looks like he flashes the cam like he, he flashes away from the camera he dramatically rips yes, open it his does uh, look like he, flashes like, away he dramatically from the camera. Rip, rips open his trench coat and then he holds up something we can't see and rams it towards his crotch <gasps> 
Oh no! It's it's it, well, it's the yeah, you, you uh, golden, see that after the camera. It looks like around. a golden velociraptor. But when it's on when it's on his back, you can't tell what he's doing other than reaching his hand down towards his dick. It, yeah, it, it's more back guy yeah. being back guy. So he he like he slaps it where the belt would be if he was wearing a belt, and it starts glowing. It's like he's trying to mimic being Kuga, right? When the other people, uh, well. I, yeah, when the other people did their soyos, the the non goes and uh, the rose lady would do the little like knife belt turn oh. thingy, unlocking. Which I know what it actually is, but it's not been released, so I can't, or it's not been shown in the show, so I can't. Yeah, maybe, maybe don't switch the subtitle track over, Evan. Well, no, it's not that. I read it on a oh. wiki at one point. That, that's fair. Um, but he like slaps it in starts groaning moaning and it starts glowing red and gets absorbed into him yeah and we don't find out until later but it causes him (laughs) to grow an afro well like it fixes his skin it makes him buff he's no longer longer vulnerable to sunlight and it and and the most important thing it causes him to grow a kenny g yeah when he's in it's not an afro it's a kenny g hairstyle He ha- he has fucking Jerry. No, it's not a Jerry. So curl. many curls. He just it has curls really weird out the wazoo. Bat. It's nuts. Yeah, we get a short scene of Sakurako and Ichijo. Yeah, they go to where like arriving. all the stone tablets and stuff were that caused yes, this whole all thing. the stuff that was taken. They go to Shinano University, um, and it's all the stuff that was in the dig site. Mm-hmm is now in holding. Yeah, because this is the year 2000 where digital cameras have shitty megapixels, so Sakurako <laughs> has to go see them in person. She's like, it's like I, yeah, I had pictures of all the text, but I think it might be wrong, so I'm going to go look at it in person. I'm going to go back to Pole Pole, where owner is working on his scrapbook. Yep. And Minori is asking Nana about her acting. Nana has a uh, movie tryout call yes audition i got there yeah she has an, she has an audition I know. I know. Good job. i got there and uh then owner starts asking about go to yusuke and he's like so is something going on with yusuke because he's been here for eight months and Usually right. by now he'd have left on another adventure. Did he like find a girlfriend or something? Which means that all of these people have gotten murdered in eight months. Yeah, that's that's not. It's yeah, at well, least, like, more than a thousand, to a thousand people the last in eight months. Episodes, that's a lot of murder. Yeah, it's it's nuts. But uh, Minori kind of talks around it by saying that he's got a lot to do that he's been working on here. But no, he doesn't have a girlfriend, <laughs> right, Nana? And that is like, my hopes have been restored. Yeah. But uh, apparently she's fi- she finishes it off with Godai had apparently said that he wants to go on an adventure soon. Right. So we'll see where that takes us. But in, yes, Nail Woman shows up, uh, arrives at her location. The she driver him. asks her to pay, <laughs> and she melts him. Yeah. Because we see her get, we see her grab something from her earring. We see 
a scene from the passenger side looking at the driver's side, the driver, and he like jerks and goes, blah, blah. We don't actually see what she does, but then when she gets out of the car and walks by the driver's side, um, the guy's not there anymore, and there's just like a melted puddle yeah. of acid through the seat down through the car dripping onto the ground yep. and asphalt. I don't uh, know what animal this woman is. Yeah, I like, don't even when she transformed, know. I had no idea. But uh, we see Scarf Dude making a mark. I, I can't. I mean, you just want to know? I can tell you. Oh, yes, yeah, okay. fair enough. Okay, yeah, no, I can see that. When she gets into the next uh, taxi, drives off as Scarf Dude makes a mark, and we see uh, Sakurako and Ichijo arriving at it, the warehouse where all the stuff is stored. And we get another reiteration of Sakurak who's like, hey, here's my character arc. Yeah, kind of. I believe in Godai. It's a very, very super short version of her character arc again. It's the, yeah, I'm going to do my job so I can make Godai smile because Godai is making everybody else smile. I'm going to support the guy who supports everybody okay, else. Okay, fine, Sakurako, fine. It's what I do. Fine. Okay. Go for it. And cuts back to Godai, who is passing time at the Research Institute by doing origami. Yep. I'm sure it's one of his... A lot of origami. It's, uh, it's skill 21. It's what? Yeah. It's skill 21. And Akita shows up. She's like, oh, I've got the results. Actually, wait, this is really fucking cool. Yeah. Did you make all these? Yeah. Uh, Godai mentions that the origami is skill 21 of his 2,000 okay. skills. I forgot that. Hmm. So you should, you could try doing it with your son. It looks like he would like that papercraft. Oh, hey, look, there's the papercraft book that John brought in Okita that's just been sitting in this office. In Okita deflects. Yeah, and it's... <laughs> Okita deflects. It's not very effective. It's interesting, because she's, like, uh, going to do the... She's filing the information. Like, she doesn't share it with Godai. She's like, oh, I've got the results. All right, I'll file these away. Yeah, if you can wait, hey, do you we'll go, go to get... lunch. Do you want to go get lunch? And I don't. Maybe you should take your child to lunch, Anakita. I I think she's trying to be fret like yeah. just wants to be, go out with a friend. And Godai's like, no, I'm sorry, I gotta, I gotta go work at the cafe. And Anakita looks very upset. So I think she may be trying to. Distract She's herself. trying to be more social, I'm guessing. Because it, like, it. I guess. I think so, yeah. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. It's a good, good, good question. Because, like, it. If you, if you just glance at it, it could be seen as kind of flirty, but not. I don't yeah. think she do. I yeah, don't I think she not a, do she that. She isn't a very romantic person. No, and it's. I don't know. Neither do I. I I want to see. I want to see, and I, just like every single other character in this show, I want to see their character story resolved. Yeah, we yeah. still got a bit to go, so this it still might happen. Show, yeah. Let me go back to Ichijo and Sakurako in the warehouse. Yeah, they're and you get to see all the stuff that's been taken out. They mostly just kind of muse over some stuff. 
Yeah. Nothing like I don't think anything really super important of value. No, it's just a re- the, kind of this scene is just reiteration of the stuff that happened at the beginning that the seal on number zero broke. He got up, awoke 200 Which I had forgotten followers. that 200 thing. They hadn't uh, mentioned that in hey, like a Sakurako. dozen or so episodes. Yeah, and they're, they've only seen 42 of them, plus the 34 that have already been killed. So that's, what, 70... It's a number, uh, math. Yeah, they've 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 seen less than half the Garami. But more than a quarter. Yeah. But he's it's Joe's asking, Hey, are you gonna be able to look at this? Or can you can you figure out anything out right now? And Sakuraga's like, Can you just I get the feeling she's the way she's reacting, I think she's already starting to see things, but it's she needs more time to make sure. I don't know. It. I think she's She's not saying something. She's been really iffy oh, you know, about she's... a lot of stuff for like these past ton of episodes. It it very definitely feels like Sakurako has got a hunch, but she doesn't. Either she doesn't want to believe it, or it's vague enough that she needs more information. Yeah, I think she's keyed in a Black Kuga. I don't know what Black Kuga yeah, is. So. Probably. <sighs> I think Sakurako knows. Yeah. And then we go back to Ichijo, or Godai, driving around on the beat chaser, getting a call about people melting. Yeah. Acid and shit. And they they say that the paramedics that came to help apparently got injured by the po- or the acid or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, they said there's like less than 20% of the person left. It's, it's 80% of the body had been melted. Yeah, that's crazy. It's horrifying. And Ichijo gets a call from Sakurai. And it's basically everyone's everyone is getting information about the fact that, hey, There's someone running around melting um, people. Things are happening. People are melting. Also, we've started picking up number three supersonic waves again. Yeah. And so we have him being walk. We have him on fire. That guy. Fuck that guy. We have him being traced. And we get to see the woman melt someone and start walking around. And then Bat Dude, I mean, it doesn't 100% show that he's Bat Dude just immediately, shows up and is asking where Baraba is, who I believe is the Rose Woman. Right. He's He keeps mm-hmm. demanding, where's Baraba? Where's Baraba? And... Jacket Scorpion Woman is kind of making this statement of like, this is kind of pointless, don't you think? Like, I get the feeling that something has happened that he's completely. There's nothing he can do that the Go would, you know, accept him doing a wayo. And she's like, this is pointless. What are you doing, even? Just stop. But then he's flings off the umbrella and shows that I'm buff now. I kind of look like Kuga, <laughs> and I can be in the sun, and it's fine. He is leveled up. Because he transforms, and yeah, he's got his... Uh, he has evolved to still not be as good as the rest of the go. Yeah. Well, he's like he's on par. Like uh, Acid Lady isn't taking him down instantly. Right. Kind of up- he is running from her a lot. Yeah, no, but they're yeah, fighting. It's, it's true that she doesn't just totally outclass him. 
he's still weaker than her, but it is much closer than it would have ever right. been. I get the feeling. And then probably the best part of this episode happens where the cops show yeah, up. Yeah, no. They walk <laughs> like, in and so they're just like, nah, we're good. <laughs> Do you want to get melted? Because, uh, no, I don't either. So, Scorpion and Batter you know. fighting. Yeah, I, it's what is Sagita's exact phrase? It's, yeah, they're just, they're watching as like, oh, that's how she melted everybody. It's way too dangerous for us to interfere. Let's 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 fall back. Let's, let's, let's leave. Yeah. And then they tell Godai that hey, we found number three and tracked his uh, tracked his ultrasonic waves. Except there's two unidentified life forms there, and they're fighting. And one of them has the acid that I think is being used to kill uh, melt people. Yeah, watch out for that acid, Godai. Maybe use uh, purple, purple form. Form protect against acid. The Godai drives there. Purple form protects against anything, apparently. No, no, we we established before it does not protect against bludgeoning damage. Right. I don't think acid really. is bludgeoning damage. But we don't know if it protects from it or not. But he doesn't turn into purple form. No, I know he turns into blue couple, form. I'm so- it, it's cutting it's cutting between scenes of all our main characters running around doing things. Nobody's talking anymore. I was just but, suggesting that like Sigita would have been like, hey, maybe you should use your strong form. Yeah, that'd be great. But no, it's Kuga shows up, runs inside, for some reason transforms into blue form, grabs something for a staff, and leaps at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the end of the blue episode. Blue form isn't good. It's... <laughs> blue form was cool the first time it showed up. Yeah, I thought I yeah. thought that when they did rising blue form, they were going to have and him then be they like never super went fast or it. like something. But yeah, they've never done anything with it. No, it's just kind of... They haven't figured out fast effects yet. We have to wait for Fies, and then in Kabuto, it's just full-on fast form. That'd be neat. But uh, and then that's the end of episode 36. Woo, we did it. We watched Kuga. And it looks like there's a couple new Garangi in episode 37 that we see in the... Yeah, this one looks like 100% teaser. like a secretary lady, and I can't unsee it. It's one of them is a secretary, one of them is Rambo. Yeah, yeah, no, you're 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 right. Japanese off brand, off brand Japanese Rambo. Yeah. I didn't really watch the preview for next episode, so I will wait until next week it's... or two weeks from now to find out about these guys. That's fine. I don't know. It's interesting. Things are happening. Things are happening. I'm excited to see where this goes. Kuga's moving places. We're, I don't know. I really like Kuga. Show. Kuga's been real fun. Kuga's great. I think we are. Let's see one. Yeah, we'll only two, have like three or four more Kuga three. episodes. Yeah. Interesting. Well, there's a the forty-six point five special like... that we can slot in there. Uh. No, it's. Is it a movie? I think the secret... Are you talking about the secret movie? Yeah, 46.5. I think that's... um. It just kind of goes through and like... Here's Kuga's Titan form. It does this. What? I think it's just a clip show. Man, there is a lot of... Inf- 
I'm flipping through this 46.5 episode, and there are some... I think it's a recap. And then... Yeah, okay. Well, that's some interesting stuff. We'll get there, though. That's a couple episodes. Yeah, we only got... Yeah, three or four we'll more episodes. One or two Kuga, more then... episodes of Decade. And go we'll on two to... episodes of Decade. Mm-hmm. Exactly two. You? No, Kiva's no. next. Kiva? Oh, Kiva. Okay. What's Kiva's shtick? Uh, vampires? Like vampires. Ooh. Um, the monsters are very um. They're like um. Oh, what's the stained glass, glass that's used in churches to make the pictures? Yeah, the, the monsters have like a stained cool. glass motif. Oh, that's neat. Um, Evan will will know that uh, Kamrider uh, Greece is is in there. Ooh, Which one's Greece? Kamrider Greece is so cool. He is the tertiary oh, okay. writer from Build. It's, he is the, I think, the first military writer. Mm. I need to watch more Build. You you do. Build is real good. It's like, I think, from what I understand, Build is the prototype that was more... Well, so... Gr- aligned with Mars technology. Well, Grease uses the... the the squash driver, however it's pronounced, uh, rather than the main build driver. Grace isn't that the, the one who is like really uh, like green and yeah, praying it's... mantis looking, is it? No, that's no, um, okay. that's a uh, rogue. I thought I remember there being one in Kiva that looked a lot like that. Anyway, oh, we'll get there we'll, eventually. Well, actually, no, uh, build doesn't. Well. Garrett, don't lie and say that we won't do the second half of Heisei. Get I'm there like, in a hey, few years. I was trying years. to figure out, like, I mean, it does... That's going to take a long-ass time. In, in, a, in a decade, but, um, to sh- Anyway, this has been Journey Through the DecaCast. We're a podcast on the internet located at journeythroughthedecacast.com. On the website, you can find links to the network's Twitter, at riceball underscore FM, along with host Twitters. If you'd like to dispute anything we said or just ask a question, our email is journey through the deck. Not entirely sure what the point of disputing again, it would just be, but journey through I guess deck feel free to do so. You know what? This is what Evan wrote. I'm reading the copy. <laughs> like, oh. I guess arguing does count as engagement. We'll be back next so, you week. know, hey, dispute away. Yeah. So, you know, someone has a differing opinion or well, thinks that I we mean, Garrett's always telling me something I'm wrong the wrong way. Anyways, so I'm not sure what the point is. I'm not telling you you're wrong about everything. I always say uh-huh. you're, you're you say it sarcastic and condescendingly. <laughs> I, I do not say it sarcastic and condescendingly. Okay. Don't don't put tone well, and uh, uh, intent okay, in my mouth if you say so. Would you even be able to tell that's, the difference between point, me being you know? sarcastic and I might and not be able to tell. Garrett, it's hard to read sometimes. Yeah. Take that, I guess. So we're going to be ne- back next week. With I want to do more Zio. I, I'm, I haven't had with Zio something. in a while. With some Zio. You should do, some, should Zio. do some Zio. 
I'll do some batch recording for Zeod. That, yeah, that might be good. Okay. Okay. We're, we'll see you next week. Just just under two hours, oh, wow. we did it. Yeah, we ran long on this one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Un- until next time, we've we've been a passing through podcast. Remember that. <laughs>